0: All right, guys, we are live. It's episode 312 of The Shooter's Mindset. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Jennifer Seymour joining us on, Jen.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: Greg Cannon's in the house. Hey, everyone. Uh, guest star of the hour, president of Boresight Solutions, LLC, Ben Simonson. What's going on, Ben?
2: Hey, man, thanks for having me.
0: It's good to have you on. I think we tried to do this back in the day. You didn't have time for it. You have time now. I have your product here that you've done for me recently. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about having you on. Thanks. All righty. Some beginning announcements. I know it's been a while since I've even been on the show. Some people watching this for new might not even know who I am. Um, So I'm like a part-time host of the show. You know, Anthony, Shooter's Mindset, part-time host here. Jen's usually good at it when I'm not available. So. uh, So there we go. Um, uh, for those of you guys watching, uh, obviously show sponsors here, GSL Technology Suppressors, just gsltechnologies.com. All your suppressor needs down to the 22s, all the way up to your big PRS bolt guns and hunting guns, 300 Win Mag, everything in between. Um, available on podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, at the Shooters Mindset, shootersmindset.com. Um, if you want to follow the shows over there. Um, questions if you have them throughout the show get them in we'll get them over to ben if you have a question from us we'll try to get it to um a lot of questions really help the show uh keep the flow going all right uh let's jump into it uh ben for those unfamiliar with you tell us a little bit more about yourself how you became involved in the industry
2: yeah yeah so ben simonson uh foresight we're a custom gun shop in south florida we specialize in uh customizing polymer frame handguns, primarily Glock, but basically if it's a pistol with a polymer frame, we have some sort of package or options for it. Um, I got started doing this just because I had a Glock and I didn't like how it fit my hand. You know, the ergonomics were all wrong, it was slippery. And uh, I was looking around for for someone to change that (laughs) and this was back in like 2002 and there was only a handful of companies anywhere doing this, like five or eight, I don't remember exactly, but just just not very many companies. And I when I researched them and looked up what they were doing, I didn't didn't really care for it. So I just figured I'd do it myself, you know, and I'd always been around guns, always was a shooter. You know, my dad was a gunsmith, you know, kind of grew up working in his shop. So, you know, I knew what I wanted to accomplish on the, the gun, you know, cause I was a shooter. So I was able to identify all the things that I didn't like about it. And because I had a, you know, gun working, mechanical background anyways I kind of knew how to fix it so I went in with a plan and uh modified the first one for myself and it was it was a hit you know a lot of people that saw it because I was doing a lot of shooting and training um I was fresh out of the military it was staying with uh you know my shooting and training to stay sharp and uh shooting with a lot of cops and uh and other guys that were serious shooters and they saw it they liked it they wanted me to do it so I was basically kind of in business from the very first one I did
0: there you go. And I mean, how many, I mean, you know, how I tried it. All right. And then we're going to get deep into this conversation. So like anybody can go to Harbor Freight, buy a Dremel and go to town on some plastic, but I tried it. It was a horrible idea. How, like how many frames or how many, you know, how long did it take you to really be satisfied with the piece? Was it just the first one and it was awesome?
2: Um, well, no, the first, the first one came out, came out good, but um, like I said, it was just for me. So I wasn't, I didn't think I was going to do another one. And, right. and I went in, like I said, I went in with a plan. I knew all, I knew what the end result was of what I was trying to accomplish. And it took me a long, long time to modify that first gun. Um, I guess, I mean, now I'm still not like perfectly happy with what we do. You know, we're always trying to find ways to make it better, but it just, you know, it, it just came with repetition and practice, just doing it over and over and over every day for years and years and years. Um, you know, eventually you can kind of just do it in your sleep.
0: There you go. Uh, Boresight Solutions, to my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong,
2: 2004 is when you started this? Uh, about 2002. That's when I got – when I first started doing this, working on guns. Um, I, I kind of had to do it I, – I was doing it under the table for a while just because i didn't have a business i had a regular job i was going to college and i was just doing this on the side and then once i realized that uh in order to work on a gun that doesn't belong to you and get paid for it you need an ffl and uh you know so so you know after doing it you know kind of on the side under the table for a while and then once realizing that i had to be legit about this i went around to local gun shops uh you know with like little cardboard box with a couple of modified frames in it my hat in my hand going to gun shops and saying hey you know this is what i do you know can i work part-time at your shop and do this and you know and you guys will get a cut of every project i do and most of them just patted me on the head and said like you know that's a cute hobby you have their kid now go away but uh w- there was a guy down in uh, pinecrest had a had a um Shop called Security Arms International, and he saw it. And he was a shooter himself, former Marine, and he loved it. And he's like, "Yeah, absolutely." So I worked out of there for you know, and at that point, I was legit, and I was able to talk about it, set up a website, and you know, let you know people promote it on the forums. And that point, that's when it really blew up because now I could kind of go public with it. And then I was with them for a few years, and then it just it reached the point where it was taking up all my time, and I knew I was onto something that, uh, so I um, quit, quit my job and uh, opened my shop, that was, that was my first shop in, uh, that I had in Little Haiti for a long time, and then it's just, uh, you know, kind of been, you know, an up, uphill climb since then.
0: Boom, um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously you said you knew there was like five-ish companies, but you were really one of the, one of the pioneers of this Glock kind of stipple surgery to the, to the frame, mm-hmm. all right? And now everybody, you know, it increases the value. At least this is what I heard of you having a Borsite gun, whether it's a Glock or something that you did. I heard the value actually increases um, on a resale or if you wanted to do that, if you say, hey, Borsight did this, you mm-hmm. get more money. I mean that's got to be an accomplishment in itself cuz usually if you modify a gun you usually take a hit here or there on the if on a resale market.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think that applies to like any of the like good shops that are out there nowadays. You know, if you get a gun done by a a good well-known respected established shop, um it's not going to depreciate as much. It's going to hold its value versus, you know, like a like a home job, you know, like a home 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 stipple job or, you know, done by you know, a company that no one's ever heard about, then, you know, you take, you'll take a hit. But if you you know go with a good established, well-known company, then it's, I wouldn't call it an investment, but you're, you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, you know, lose your ass as much as, as uh, if you didn't.
0: Boom. Greg, what do you got? Uh, Jen, I know you guys came back from the Gap Grind PRS match. I know one of your favorite matches of the year, right? How'd it go? Yep.
3: Yeah, so the Gap Grind's probably my, definitely, the my favorite match I've ever shot. This is my first year as a pro. Um first year I was Jen's amateur. Um, and then the last two years I've been a pro. Um, it was an absolutely awesome match. We had probably the most amazing squad ever. Um we had a couple of like super pros that um were kind of there to to help the whole squad out. You know, we had Ryan Hay in there, James Gilland that were there to help everyone. Um and then we had some really awesome AMs that we were able to, you know, like my AM, Ryan, he uh, started off, you know, kind of picking up. We didn't practice as much as we should have before, but by the end of the match, he was, he was really killing It definitely looked like he knew what he was doing.
1: My favorite was watching Jeff Fox and his son. Yes. His 14-year-old son was shooting his first match, and he was helping him through it. And that kid can shoot. That was mm-hmm. really fun. I enjoyed helping my amateur out, David. He did amazing. He's a pistol shooter, but switched over to the long gun for this match and had a great time, and he shot great. Um, but I really enjoyed watching Jeff and his son, you know, getting kids into this sport. I love doing that and seeing that. So it was great watching them.
3: Yep. I, uh, I learned something about myself this weekend. Um, if I f- focus too much on doing good, I don't do as good as if I just get up to the shoot. stage and do what's natural. Um, you know. Because we used a different RO option this match. Um, normally in the precision rifle series we have, you know, dedicated spotters, dedicated ROs, dedicated scorekeepers, where basically as a shooter your job is to show up the stage show up to the stage, shoot your stage and make sure the brass gets up off the stage and that's it. Um, but this time we had a, a big group from here around Augusta. There are six of us that traveled up from this general area um, and then a lot of other people on our squad that we knew. Um, so we're all helping out each other's amateurs. We're all spending a lot of time on some glass. Um, you know, there were some, some pros in the squad that needed a little hand from time to time. So there wasn't a lot of that like sit down and think time. Um, and I was actually able to shoot my best match um, at least this year, as far as percentage of the winner, which is kind of how the p r s is rated you know you may have you can literally have twenty people that get the same amount of points in the match um so it's kind of difficult to you know be you could be like, oh yeah, you know I'm in fiftieth place, but you could have shot exactly as good as the person in thirtieth place and well, not uh,
1: exactly because they beat you at the p r s skill yes. stage time, so
3: Mm. yes yes that
1: you still suck more than they did
0: i I like this whole gab grind kind of content with a pro amateur i think and i and and i'm sure maybe there's some pistol matches i just haven't seen them where uspsa or these type of games actually do that like pair somebody like max michelle shoots with a dude Mm -hmm. that's maybe shot a few matches in his time and he's completely amateur like doing stuff like that i think not only adds brings more people into the game but give some people some confidence. Like if I can shoot next to Max Michelle and like with his coaching and his pointers and tips throughout a stage, dude, that's fucking invaluable, you know, for your growth as a shooter. I um, mean, even so.
1: like uh, Jesse Harrelson was there shooting as an amateur with uh, Missy Gilliland, because this is not her sport, right? She's amazing yeah. at pistol, but mm-hmm. this was, it's a total different mindset. The long yeah. range. Rifle game is a total different concept than three gun or USPSA or anything else. And so it's just a yeah, different concept. A little team yeah. Hobbies connection. Yeah. But getting to watch that, you know, people kind of cross over and cross pollinate into a different sport, a different genre of our sport anyway, is just neat to me. So oh, I'm I it. it. I love it.
3: Yeah, I mean, it. it's the same thing with your with, with am, you know. Uh, He's damn near a GM in USPSA and it's, you know, precision rifle is exactly the opposite. You know, in USPSA, you want to load your loads to as low as you possibly can while meeting the minimum requirements. You want to pull that trigger as fast as you can. You want to shoot as fast as you can. You know, you'd rather shoot fast, take a makeup shot, but everything's polar opposite when it comes to- uh, The PRS when it comes to prs
0: yeah interesting any live ones get in there any any comments
3: let's see um we got james smith kevin kilsner and ryan hay saying yo uh ryan hay said yo ben um then he said oh hi greg and jen jeez i see you guys again
1: long time no see
3: ryan hay said someone's texting jen something funny Mm.
1: Someone did text me something funny. I will not share it online.
3: That's cool. You can text it to me. Um, Corey it's none said, of your business.
1: <laughs>
3: Wait, is it not like an like a everybody funny thing? Oh, yet? keep
1: reading. Corey okay. said what?
3: Jen needs a stiffer drink. Very funny. <laughs> um, Ryan Hayes said mad props to Jen for fighting through all of the gear issues this weekend. Thank
1: you. <laughs> okay, there you go.
3: Yep. Um, and...
0: All right. All good there? Yep. All right. Uh, ben, biggest mistake you notice on home stipple jobs. I'm sure you get people coming to you wanting to fix their frame, um, see if you can, you know, patch that thing up together. Uh, so biggest mistakes you notice on home stipple jobs are guys doing this stuff in their garage. Can anybody with a Dremel do this?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, go in with a plan, be really, really careful, you know, slower is better, because you can take it off, but it's kind of, it's, you know, you can put it back on, but it's, you know, it's kind of hard to do that. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I think most people could do this if they had a plan, put in the time, you know, and were just, you know, kind of willing to take the risk but the flip side is is for a lot of people their time their time is better spent doing something else and they want uh you know they want the guarantee of a sure thing done exactly the way they want it that's why they pay you know a professional to do it
0: yeah i've seen some double undercuts all right that have a little bit of flex <laughs> underneath the trigger guard maybe you yeah. know you know how do you know what you know obviously you know this very well but how how deep can you go right how like i'm sure somebody who's new to doing this are like man i don't i'm worried about burning through the frame or having some flex there it seems like there is a well i guess it seems like there is a lot of wiggle room with these polymer frames and at least a glock i mean is that like if you can stipple it then take it off and then stipple it again and then try to fix it like that there's got to be a lot of wiggle room without compromising the actual frame right
2: yeah at least one yeah, they're pretty forgiving, but you know, like I said, you gotta a lot of it comes down to common sense. You know, it's it's I've seen stuff where you can tell they started from the outside and never thought to actually look on the inside what was behind what they were grinding on. And they go in and you know, all of a sudden daylight's coming through the frame or they hit something metal, you know. So a lot, a lot of it comes down to common sense and erring on the side of caution. Um, you know, because like you can take a whole lot of material off and then when you go to texture it then it's too thin and you can burn right through. I mean, I've seen, I've seen cranes where you hold it up to the light and there's pinpricks of light coming through all over the place. And, and that plastic is pushed from the outside in. You can't even get a magazine in it, you know, cause they warp the inside and push the, you deform the plastic into the inside of the magwell. So yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of ways to screw it up and I've, I've screwed up plenty. You know, I've bought, uh, bought plenty of people new guns out of my own pocket to replace theirs, but you know, those are mistakes. I usually only made them once. You know, I made plenty of mistakes, but usually not the same one twice. Yeah, there you go.
0: Man, now is a Glock frames, I believe, and a lot of Glock things. Like most things right now in the industry are kind of dried up. Supply and demand has kind of skyrocketed since this COVID-19 era. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, just getting a stripped Glock OEM frame is not an easy task right now. Prices right. are probably higher than they ever been on just a strip Glock frame or any other gun. You know what I mean? If you're finding parts for it's just really hard time mm-hmm. for that ammunition's through the roof. So you definitely do not want to ruin any, uh, any frames during these times.
2: Yeah. Glock, um, Glock has a, a really great warranty exchange policy. Like if you, and, and we help our clients with this all the time. Like they come to us with a, a frame that they, you know, did and ruined or, their, you know, quote unquote, their friend did it <clears throat> um, or, you know, just whatever. So the Glock has a great warranty exchange program where, you know, no questions asked. You send in your frame and uh, you get a new frame. There, there's a fee for it, but it's very reasonable. Um, the serial number is different, but at least you get a brand new frame to start start fresh with. And we're, we're doing that for clients even now during this. And it slowed down a little bit getting the replacement frames from Glock, but they're still delivering. They're still making them. All right. So that kind of clears
0: up some of this kind of like not very true rumors that if you stipple a frame, you void the factory warranty. So that is not true. Obviously, there's a little bit of of a fee in there. It's not a straight replacement, but that's not true, right?
2: Um, Well, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, permanently modifying any component voids the coverage of that particular one. But I know that Glock, you know, you send them a, a frame that's ground up and chopped up as long as there's a serial number plate still on there. No questions asked. They'll exchange it for a replacement and yeah, you got to pay for it. You know, you can't expect them to cover that for free, but you know, we, we do this for clients, you know, all the time and block has never, never made an issue of it.
0: Boom, there we go. Jen, you got anything on your end? Yeah. So
1: framework packages, the signature series, um, duty series and the competition series. Slide offering, Cerakote finishing options, what all do you have? I mean, there's so much, so what all do you do?
2: Okay, so we have, we've got three lines of custom work. It's, uh, there's the competition series, which is the very basic, no frills, entry-level package. That's, that's kind of, we came up with that because we had a lot of competition shooters wanting their guns modified, and at the lowest levels of competition, the, ru- the rules are pretty strict on, on what you can and can't do for the pistol. So the competition series came about because competition shooters wanted a grip package that was, would fit within the guidelines. So we've got a bunch of clients that are competition shooters. Some of them are like um, officials and judges, I guess, in the sport. And they, they kind of helped us go through the rule books of all the, of the, of the uh, different shooting sports and average out what was allowed across the board. Um, There was also, you know, people that, like they wanted a better package like the duty or the signature they just couldn't afford it but they still wanted the peace of mind of having work done by a full-time established licensed shop um so the competition series is basically it's meant to be something that anyone can afford and also be permitted under the under the the rule books um the duty series that's our mid-level one and that's that's actually our, our most popular now and it's kind of a A loaded package, that one starts for a Glock, that one starts at 400, but it's loaded with features, like everything that's in it works for everybody. And then from there, you can add um, features to it to tailor it further for the individual, whether like, say they want the grip aggressively reduced where we cut it apart and kind of like plastic weld it back together, or some people want it sized up with a razor back. Uh, So that's kind of like a uh, mid-level, covers all the bases, great starting point that takes the guesswork out of it and the signature series that's kind of a that's basically signature series i do the signature series but it's also that's what i've been doing since the beginning and it didn't have a name until i came up with the other series so i just called mine the signature series but that that is um there's some aesthetic aesthetic differences with that um the layouts on the glocks are different between the duty and the signatures and it's just more refined overall in terms of practicality um it's not really any more functional than, than uh, the Duty series. It just gets a lot more refinement and sculpting and, and uh, elbow grease than the other ones do. There we so, go. But, but you'll uh, take
1: out the finger grooves that I hate on a Glock?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's actually, that's actually, that's actually standard in all of our packages, like for the Glocks. And, and let me just dial it back because we work on more than just Glocks. Basically, if it's a polymer frame handgun, we have something for it. Um, even if it's just a basic texture package, like the Competition Series covers every polymer frame pistol, um, pretty much anything plastic. I mean, what we'll, we'll do like Surefire shotgun, four ends under that as well, AR grips. So the the Competition Series is the umbrella that covers every plastic type of grip. The Duty Series, that covers just a handful of the most popular guns like Locksmith and & Wesson, and CV, um, Walter, uh, Six hour, and then the then the signature series only is only Glocks. Um, I'll I'll do other guns if if someone like really wants you know wants me to do come up with a package for them. But um, most people just go with the duty series because it's it's more practical and affordable and faster. And yeah. we also have, you know, we do trigger jobs for for a lot of guns. We you know do match barrels, install sights. We have slide packages, where you know c- customer wants you know say front cocking serrations, RMR cut. That sort of thing. So, you know, we can do it from a basic package all the way up to something uh, pretty, you know, fully loaded, comp- comprehensive.
0: Um, there you go. And your website com, is that it? Yes. Yep. BorsiteSolutions.com. You can go over there, check out this, the signature packages, the duty series, the competition series, all that. What we're talking about here. Obviously, you can reach out to social media, Boresight Solutions, LLC, on Facebook, and I'm sure Instagram and all the other Uh, social media platforms if you want more information or see some of the pictures of it because me just waving this gun in front of the camera you're not going to in front of a webcam you're not going to really see the detail and this is a competition series I went in on a competition series I wanted you know something real base I got obviously I wanted some borders so this one does have some 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 really really neat borders to it Um, I went with different texturing options some people like super aggressive some people don't want aggressive. Some people want something in between. This is something that you guys call prison sex, right? This is yeah. the aggressive one, right? Always got a catchy
2: name. <laughs> you said you wanted it rough.
0: Yeah, so I got prison sex. There we go. Uh, I I enjoy it. Well, now it's starting to go off the rails, but I, I enjoy that texture on the Glock, but you can. there's differences there. I also notice you're enlarging uh, the Magwell area, so... I don't know if you, if, if it's really necessary on a Gen Five, maybe you can yeah, widen uh, it even more.
2: Yeah, on on yours is a Gen Five, so it came that way from the factory. But on the right. Gen Four and below, we've been we've been doing that for quite a while, flaring the uh, magwell opening out. So basically, you get all the benefits of a magwell without having to bolt something onto the bottom of the gun. All right. So without
0: actually adding an additional magwell, they'll widen the frame and make a magwell right. out of your existing frame. So. All kind of cool things there. Obviously, the double on the cuts, man, there's a lot, a lot of options. Go check out that website. Contact Ben, and I'm sure he will uh, direct you and get you guys set up here. Um, what else we have here? Anything else that came in? We usually lead to Discount Corner here in the midway part of the show. Unless we had any live ones, we can kind of move forward with that. What do you got, Greg? Uh,
3: nothing on the live.
0: Nothing on the live. All right, so discount corners. Jen, you usually start us off with that. We usually skip this part, um, but we, we remembered it this time. Uh, what do we got for discounts?
1: Yep, you can get 10% off at carbonarms.us on uh, Carbon Arms shotgun shell caddies, ratchet belts, shotgun tube extensions, all that good stuff with the code TSM10. You can also get 10% mm-hmm. off at Under Industries. Um, If you go to their Facebook page and message them and mention the shooter's mindset, you can get 10% off. They do awesome jerseys. They're veteran owned. They'll do jerseys, hoodies, arm sleeves, um,
0: shorts. I mean,
1: yeah, pants, masks. masks. Yeah. You can have a mask with you look like a NASCAR with your mask. If you want with all your sponsors on (laughs) it, Uh, whatever you want, he'll basically do. So um, check them out for your jerseys and just message them and, Mention the shooter's mindset for 10% off.
0: Phone, um, Craig, what do you got?
3: First off, I like to say <clears throat> today at work, all day, I wore a really sweet Bushnell mask because at the Bushnell Gap grind, they gave us some really sweet masks. It's really, it's actually a really comfortable mask. Um, totally besides the point. Um, but the code MINDSET10 in all caps. It'll save you
0: 10% off of all PhoneScope products. Boom, um, there you go. Um, some uh, on my end here, Terran Tactical Innovations, TerranTacticalInnovations.com, TSM, 10%, 10% off all those base pads and parts, Benelli's, Glocks, I don't know, he's got MMPs, all types of stuff, SIGs on there, MPX, um, that does not work for like their John Wick kind of deals. Um, but their base pads and stuff like that, uh, 10% off. The folks uh, umtactical umtactical.com and other, they're right here in Lake Worth. Good people. TSM10 save you 10% off. They're doing a lot of holsters, a lot of AR stuff. Um, that'll save you 10% off with TSM10 over there. All right. Um, uh, number six here. We got a. What's, what's the breakdown of your clientele? What percentage of mill, law enforcement, competition shooters, CCW's, the tactical dudes? Do you do you have?
2: Um, about about half of our customer base nationwide is law enforcement um and the rest are um yeah we do we do grips for competition shooters i don't i don't really keep track of of the the percentages after that yeah but you know i know about half our customer base nationwide is law enforcement and i think after, after that most of them are just you know average average people concealed carry people looking for um you know, an optimized fighting tool. We, we get a lot of, uh, actually, I would, I would say the, uh, the the other half of our clientele is a lot of folks who are, are students that take a lot of tactical training classes because I, I do myself. Um, I, I train a lot. A lot of uh, instructors out there, um, you know, a lot of, you know, fairly well-known instructors are friends and clients of ours. And we get you know so our guns are always out there seen at these training classes you know whether it's a student or the instructor or me or whatever uh, so we do get a lot of business from from clients who shoot and train and take tactical training classes
0: um, there we go i know yeah, i know you uh train with kyle lamb kyle lamb has been on the show twice now your thoughts on on training with kyle was that an excellent class
2: yeah, yeah, I've I've trained with uh, trained with Kyle a lot. I Kind of lost track of how many classes I've taken with him. Probably, you know, ten, fifteen. Yeah. Um, I was in a couple of his videos a few years back. I went up to to uh, North when he was up in North Carolina. Uh, flew up there and was in some of his videos. Great guy, great instructor. Wealth of real world firsthand experience. Um, you know, he can't. Yeah. It's that that that's hard to beat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, – check if you guys want to see one more with some of our episodes with Kyle Lamb, you can just plug that in the YouTube search bar. And we've got him on the first one really telling some stories on when he was overseas and his time in the military. And you can just kind of uh, – we could have had two, three-hour shows with this you just keep – and he, he would have kept going. And it's, it's almost worth – that's why we try to get him on a second time. We didn't get too many stories in the second one, but the first one was definitely – Full of some good stories, so check out that on the Shooters Mindset YouTube channel. That's uh, where you can find that. Uh, 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 any upcoming projects, goals, events, uh, anything you, you you got coming up here?
2: Um, watch. Well, you know, try to. I try to do at least one tactical training class a month. Um, I got. Uh, I'm one of the sponsors of my buddy Mickey from uh, Carry Trainer. He does a a real cool event up in Tennessee a couple times a year it's like a you know multi-day event it's a whole all in all exclusive you know all inclusive experience uh pistol carbine hand-to-hand medical um so I'm one of the sponsors of that I, I'm, I'm going up to that um I'm like me personally for for training I'm, I'm kind of going more I'm getting into you know into night vision so you know kind of I've done a lot of daylight classes and everything. And and now I'm going to be focusing more on going to, uh, classes where, you know, you're training under, under nods. Um, let's see. I always, I always try to justify purchasing
0: a set of nods and, and D bolds and all those fancy equipment. I can, I want some, but then I'm like, I'm, what am I other than obviously preparing and, but you know, it's one thing about owning it, and, and then there's another thing, actually knowing how to use it and understanding right. how to use that shit. Because you can anybody can throw on something, and you, I'm sure there's a train, you know, there's a, a learning curve on actually using that type of shit. Yeah. So I just haven't justified dropping the dough on that yet.
2: Yeah, yeah. With, with those, I mean, it's like, say you get body um, armor. You know that's that's an investment that you hope you never have to use but when you you know you have to use it throw it on with with night vision if you're not using it you're not getting any like like with body armor if you're not using it you're still getting a return on your investment with night vision if you're not using it it's just a really really expensive trinket that you know because I've, I've had night vision before and i just realized it's like man i hardly ever use this let me you know so i sold off my set finished you know like finished a bathroom renovation of my house and uh <laughs> yeah it just, yeah. It, just sat, it just sat there but now now i got back into it and now i'm like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna use this stuff i'm gonna take training you know night training classes and uh get out there and you know from it re- reacquaint myself with it
0: boom there you go if you i'm sure you can probably look up who's offering those trainings maybe you end up in a class with ben but even speaking of nod but just uh running a plate carrier. If you never ran one before and you actually try to shoulder your rifle, it's totally different kind of. A, it feels different. Um, just training with that type of gear on is is different, um, especially if you're running a bunch of AR pouches up here, shit's in the way, shit's starting to snag. You kind of know what you shouldn't have on your rifle, what works, what doesn't work with a plate carrier versus running one without. Um, I just got into the Recently, But they didn't want in that class to run plate carriers because it's not what I wear at work. So that class was designed on how I actually come to the gun shop. Right. I don't come in with a tuck shirt. I kind of have my shirt like over the top of the holster. So I ran it just like I would ran it like I don't sling rifles. We usually have rifles sitting on the back wall. Well, how fast can I get to that rifle if it does pop off. So that was what that class was kind of about um but i definitely do need to take a class running some some plates and i don't know if i can make it in the south florida heat maybe i need to
2: get in shape so well, there I, we go well that's the nice thing about you know with night vision classes they're at night so you don't get sunburn it's not as hot so that's one of the other things i'm looking forward to. there you go <laughs> boom greg do you have any glocks i know you're you're a glock
0: guy prior in uh in your pistol days and your three gun days i know jen's got a few um You got any guns, customized, stippled frames, anything like that, or you're running them all stock frames?
3: So I'm very much a DIY guy. Um, Like, for instance, my truck that I've had for eight years, I've had, I've paid somebody to replace the windshield and to mount balance the tires. That's it. In that time, there's been a complete motor rebuild, total suspension overhaul, total electrical system overhaul, but I do everything myself. And that being said, I'm super OCD and I'm not artistic. So if it's a part that I could stick in a stick in a lathe, I'll make it myself. If it's a part I could stick in a mill. I'll make it myself. But as far as that, the art form of freehand stippling, I've thought about doing it numerous times. And I just think that there's absolutely no way that I can do artwork good enough for myself to appreciate it. Um, so all of my guns are actually rocking like some random, really cool looking skateboard grip tape that I got off of eBay. Um, there you go. Okay. But yes, I have a lot of Glocks. I have, I have
2: most of the Glocks. Well, let me, let, let me throw, throw something in there. Cause like, and this is just kind of minutia, I guess, but I, I kind of get, I, I get, you know, get down on the weeds with, with what we do. It's the texturing, the stippling, which is the most obvious stuff? All that is is traction. So texturing, um, grip tape—it all accomplishes the same thing. Um, I I I, can't, I think that the the old school deep heat hand you know hand embossed texturing like like we do and like most shops still do. I think that's the most effective um, mm-hmm. because you get like with, with uh, grip tape for example, it's basically it's sandpaper. It's very you know it's very abrasive and sharp. Uh, so it's, you know, it gives you traction, but that's about it. And it can, it can get uncomfortable, um, with, with, uh, texturing like stippling it, it, it's, it goes like, you know, when you, when you, when you brand the, the, the pattern into the plastic, it liquefies the plastic and and presses the pattern down into the surface. But what it also do does is it displaces plastic outward. So you get the in pattern, you get the reverse pattern out, and it makes it a lot more deep and rugged, and it's effective without needing to be prickly, prickly sharp. And it's also, um, depending on, um, depending, uh, sorry, I lose my train of thought. And you know, like, oh, I saw a squirrel. Um You know, depending on the on the size size of the pattern, it's it's super effective and it's very durable as well. It'll mm-hmm. last long, It'll last a long time, but like i was saying though is regardless the stippling is just traction that's all it is but there's so many other things on the glock that matter as much if not more because the glock has you know the ergonomics aren't that great like just about everyone gets the knuckle of their finger knuckle of their middle finger beat up so a nice proper undercut is going to make a big difference and i I say proper because there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it Mm -hmm. because you know, if, if you just undercut it, like take that surface and undercut it higher, you get a little higher grip, but you still have a, a corner of the frame digging into the knuckle of your middle finger. So to do it right, in my opinion, you high cut it and then radius it up like this. So now your middle finger is laying on a, on a polished complementary surface and it's a lot more comfortable. Um, another modification is, is the glove bevel. I came up with that years and years ago, um, uh, probably 17 plus years ago and, uh, I came up with Miami-Dade cops, you know, they work wearing gloves. They're like, hey, we want more room inside the trigger guard. And so I was like, okay, I can bevel that out for you guys, you know, because you're wearing gloves and everything. I call it the glove bevel. It opens up the trigger guard, but what it also does is it reduces the mechanical frame interference on your trigger finger because your trigger finger doesn't enter perfectly horizontal where all it touches is the trigger face. It enters from a downward angle and it hits the corner of the frame above the trigger which forces your mm-hmm. finger out and away. And every time you stroke the trigger, you're riding that corner of the frame. So that, and then like going back to the tang area, high cutting it, fluting it forward to make it a little less square and boxy back there. The the stuff that's less visible and less obvious than the texturing makes every bit as much of a difference if not more sometimes. So like to me, a, a, a true custom grip package isn't just stippling, it's all these other features, the, the undercut, the glove bevel, the tang area work. Um, and then it goes even further with aggressive reductions, cutting it apart, putting it back together. Um, all those things.
3: Yeah. I, I'd agree with all that. Um, I'm one of the probably about seven to eight people in the world that like the shape of my hand actually fits a Glock. Like I know it's me, Gaston Bloc, Glock and probably five <laughs> other people. Yeah. Um, The first time I picked up a Glock, it just, it fit, I was like, wow, this is the most comfortable, like, you know, I went to the gun store when I was 20 years old, getting ready for my 21st birthday, choosing my first handgun. Um, I had two that were like my main contenders, but I picked up almost every gun in the store, and the store I went to had a whole lot of guns, and it just, it just kind of melted into my hand, so I'm one of the very few people in the world with this really weird shaped size proportion hand or whatever it's um, so like I know Jen's a big Glock shooter and like her Glock pretty much everything about it has changed um, but for me the shape actually fits me good um, the finger grooves line up absolutely perfect with my fingers and like I said I'm one of like 7 or 8 people in the world that fit like
0: that I, I actually enjoyed um, the grooves on I didn't mind the grooves at all on a 34 Gen 3 I, I didn't um i do know some of these guys with like these bear claws of hands that when they grip the gun their fingers their hands are so big or their fingers are so big that they just come over the top of those finger grooves and there's no way around it like they like if they're going to grip the gun properly their hands are right over the top of the groove so those grooves do not fit them type of dudes and they need that shit shaved off and that's where people like ben has come in and stuff like that and obviously Blocks probably got enough complaints on that, because your Gen fives now do not come with them. So, yeah, and
3: like if if you look at Jen's hands against mine, you know it kind of looks like this. You know, little hand inside of my big hand, um, and she's the opposite. Where you know if she's going to grip it in the finger grooves, her hand's going to be like this. Yeah, and that's just yeah. not comfortable. And that's where shaving those out, where you can have your natural grip, you know, kind of like this, comes into place a
0: lot. Boom. Jen, you got any you got how many Glocks you got? What any of them customized on the frame or?
1: Yeah, I was gonna get to that. And then Canon wanted to tell all my stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, shit. What do <laughs> <laughs> Like,
1: fuck, like, yeah. I'll just sit here. Yeah, um, right. I mean I carry a Glock forty three. I love my Glock forty three. And it's stock right now. Um My competition gun was a Glock seventeen long and it doesn't even really look like a Glock anymore. I mean, the slide does, but
0: uh, the not, grip, not even the slides all
1: Yeah, the slide doesn't even really either. But the grip has been slimmed down, and the finger grooves are gone. Uh, at Shot Show, I tried to talk to them. Look, I had a good idea, and Glock didn't listen to me. But whatever. You know how they have the interchangeable back straps on the grips that you can do the mm-hmm. small, medium, or large? Well, I said, why don't they put those on the front, and they could have finger grooves? Or no finger grooves so when people have like gorilla hands like Canon and once the stupid finger grooves he could put that back strap in and have finger grooves or being to get people like me that when the finger grooves are there i have like one and a half fingers per finger groove so it doesn't mm-hmm. really work out for me um and then we could do that but anyway they didn't listen to me so whatever so everybody needs their gun customized to be able to get it how they want it. But the the slip is the grip is slimmed down, and the finger grooves are gone, and yeah. uh, it has the texture to the grip. Sil- so.
0: Silicone carbide or whatever they yeah, call it. Yes, yeah. the
1: silicone carbide. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's not many gun. I thought I saw a gun company doing the front. I'm not sure. There's not very many companies that do it. I know HK does side panels and the back with some of their P30 and VP9 line. Um, but the front, I just don't I mean, think... I thought
1: it was a good idea. They could have it, it is, interchangeable.
0: It is a good and then idea. If I just had don't a gun think it's going
1: And I was going to sell it to somebody, they could change it out. I mean, it holds in the back. Yeah.
0: Boom. There Whatever. you go. Spe- speaking on that, on that topic, um, people who really love that beaver tail back strap all right that can you know some people might say oh well if you stipple it it's no longer gonna fit or i can't use that and that is not the case with boresight solutions and i'm sure there's other people who do this but i know you can add that and actually have that blended like into the frame where it almost looks like it's belongs there right is that something you do do also
2: yeah that that, that's an option in the signature series where we where we uh just permanently attach the the beaver tail or, or the uh, the beaver tail backstrap, or what most people do is they don't want the the bottom part of it because it makes the grip really fat down at the bottom, but they want the benefits of the beaver tail. So we'll mm-hmm. cut it, like in the signature series, we cut it, blend it seamlessly to the frame, permanently attached. It's you know it's it's it part looks, the, yeah yeah it's it's part of the gun and you, and there's no seams in the the duty series. We'll do something similar, but it's not permanently attached. It'll it can still be removed, and obviously it's not unitized to the frame. So, you can unpin it and take it off, um, but you still get the benefits of the beaver tail without the added bulk of the entire thick back strap.
0: Boom, oh, there you go. Also, you can still add magwells to a civil frame, um, at least from bore side Solutions. Some people will go too low on it or kind of like contort the frame to the point where magwells will no longer work. So, you got to be careful and do your research on who you decide to give your business to but if you want to add that um, that's something that boresight solutions has cleared and covered and they sell accessories and magwells at the shop if you happen to be in the south florida area i'm sure you can call them set an appointment stop by um, but yeah that's something you want to look into because a lot of people say oh well, i want all these back straps but if i stipple the frame my back don't work anymore and that kind of is like a deal breaker for them you can still get that done and I've seen razor wrap backs. I know you haven't talked about that really. We talked about it in the pre-show a little bit where they add material to this thing. Man, he can make this gun fit your hand no matter what hand you have. So, I mean, if you can probably think it, would probably be done with this polymer. Mm-hmm. Boom. There we go. Um, any more live? Anything come in? One for Ben Demand we got. Who's that from?
2: I wrote that myself. And-
3: <laughs> yep. So uh, Paul said, Ben is a masher when it comes to building custom glocks. Worth the time and money it takes to build a masterpiece. Thanks, Paul. Ma- masterpiece there. So... And ben, I-, I have a quick question. Go ahead. Yep. So behind you I see three vases that look like they came from, like, Home Market or World Market or something like that. And then it appears to be a Kevlar helmet.
2: <laughs> oh.
3: And then something else that probably came from World Market or Marshalls or something like that. Um...
2: Oh. The a ballistic helmet back there. There's some bases that I picked up in my travels. One of them's from Germany. Um, yeah. This little this is the back wall of my house. I'm sitting at my dinner table. I, I, I love your decor. It's great.
3: It's a good blend of like masculine and.
2: Practical. <laughs> Thanks. I got a I got, a I got a motorcycle in my living room too. All <laughs> right. Can crazy. we
3: bring the camera there? I kind of want to see this. I thought I was the only person to ever have a motorcycle in their living room. Oh, that's a bicycle. Here. No, it's not. Long. Oh, there's an animal head. I see an animal head. There oh, is. There it that that is. is in fact a motorcycle in the living room.
2: Nice. <laughs> there we go. Oh, there's some there's some other decor up there. Nice.
0: There you go. See for those people who are listening on the podcast. You got to check out the Shooter's Mindset Facebook page where you can tune in every Tuesday at 9 and actually watch the shit live because people listening can't see this kind of cool shit. So there you go. Um, What else we have here? Lastly, if we don't got anything else covered, uh, kind of a hot topic, breaking news as of today, at least that I know of. Um, ATF sent a cease and assist letter uh, to the folks over at Q, all right? The guys at Q, if you don't know them, they're known for the honey badger, the sugar weasel, the trash pandas, the suppressors, kind of 300 blackout AR pistols with braces on them, yada, yada. So, um, and obviously, I didn't read this. I know, Greg, we did some brief, like I skimmed it, but what it seems, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong if you guys are watching this, but it seems like they're deeming the honey badger that has a brace on it to be a sbr okay so we know the atf has kind of went back and forth with these braces that you can you can't shoulder them now you can now you can't again and now here we are with uh cease and assist letter 2 q and people who own the honey badgers and i'm sure there's plenty of them out there sugar weasels the mini fix, which is, I believe, their bolt gun, if I'm not mistaken, are all kind of left. Like, what the fuck do I do now? Um, so, thoughts, Greg or Ben? What are your thoughts on this? Did you see this today?
2: Yeah, I just, I just uh, saw it myself this evening. Well, this afternoon. I didn't have a chance to to look up why they were saying that this pistol was an SBR. Um, I don't know if it was like a length of pull, overall length. I didn't have a chance to look into it. but
0: Greg, did you get a chance to read this? I haven't read the whole
3: thing. It's been a really fun second day back at work after an amazing weekend in the matches. Um, But it's just... I guess my opinion is it's absolutely infuriating to have a... um, I don't want to say a branch of the government, a regulating body that's in no way, shape, or form defined as a branch of our government telling us what to do and just constantly change their mind. So like, you know, today, yes, this is legal tomorrow. No, it's not with no vote, no voter input, anything like that. Um, And it's just like some random dudes or chicks or whoever they may be that are just able to write a letter and it becomes a letter of the law with no input from the citizens.
0: Man, that's a good way to put it there. Jen, any, did you see this? I know you guys come back from this match. didn't have much time. You were on, didn't get a chance to look at this.
1: I did not get a chance to look at it at all. I was at work all day today. Yesterday, I was just a zombie at work, but today I was actually- Oh my God,
3: me too. I don't even remember work yesterday. Two hours of sleep before work was not fun.
0: There you go. Yeah, so that's a deal. And a lot of people are saying, well, now they're coming for all uh, pistol style braces, your SBA-3s, your SBA-4s, whatever. Wherever, whoever. there's so many companies that make a form of a brace. All right, so everybody thinking now this is in jeopardy. So um, I put up a post and uh, on the Shooters Mindset Facebook page, I posted a Truth About Guns article on this um, with some screen caps in there. Um, I'm sure you wanna look up the ATF, actual ATF letter is floating around on the interwebs if you wanna look at that. Um, But uh, tons of people own AR pistols with a brace mechanism on it. I was having an argument at the shop today that I always kind of felt like it was all going to go away. Eventually, like this brace shit is just gonna, they're going to come up with something and it's all going to go away. Um, there was arguments that that's not going to happen because remember, what are those made made for, right? People with disabilities, right? Maybe you came back from a war and you only got one arm how do you shoot your ar or how do you shoot your ar pistol you strap that thing around your arm and shoot it that's uh you know that i'm sure there's all types of organizations and and that that have a lot of money that are going to come right back at them so what are those things really made for they're made for those type of folks um but i i'm just like on my personal page i'm like sbr everything fuck it let's just sbr form 1 it baby let's do
3: so, it so speaking of that at uh shot 2020 um you know magpul kind of debuted two different pistol braces um and i haven't seen
0: those on the market yet not yet
3: that's what i'm saying they still say coming soon i just googled it
0: and you got to get these things approved by the same people who are writing these letters i mean you just don't make some shit and put it on a gun you actually got to get these braces approved through the atfs and they said yes that's good you get your permission, whatever involves in that entails. And then you can start putting these on pistols and whatever platforms that are deemed legal and sell it. Right. So they got the yep. thumbs up and now they got the thumbs down.
3: Yeah. I just hope they're able to get these things to market before, um, before they become a, become illegal. Cause Magpul, you know, they're kind of known for always having like an amazing product at a super affordable price you know, like the, the CTR stock, the MOE stock, all their pistol grips and everything like that. Um, you know, a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, there's people that are of the, I shoot a classy AR mindset and that just kind of <laughs> shit on Magpul. Um, but they make a great product. Um, I've never had anything Magpul that's been bad. And, you know, they they have the
0: I've had their Glock mags go shit on me, but for the most part, uh, Dude, I agree.
3: My whole time shooting USPSA, I've had Magpul mags and have never had an issue with one.
0: Um, there you go. So that's I, a better, I did not have the same result.
3: That's a that's a, that's a pretty rare thing. I've, mine have worked great, but like they've released these two that different stocks said, at like 50 or 60 bucks. Or not stocks. What's the word I'm looking for? P- um, pistol, pistol braces. At 50 go. or 60 bucks, the um played with them at shot show they're super ergonomic great products um but i just hope they're able to get them out before everything disappears because i'm probably gonna buy like three or four of them
0: yeah that being said their customer service over at magpul was outstanding with my defective glock magazines and they went ahead and replaced those at a very speedy like all of a sudden i got like 10 magpul glock magazines in the mail (laughs) and they were very good about it um uh, had a problem with d uh, D60, and that was probably user induced. Where you, if you don't load those things right, you can not get the rounds back out without having to take the thing all apart. Um, but they oh, replaced gone. that. Yeah, they replaced that for me. So uh, I'm going the D60 was my fault, and they did replace it with no questions asked. So there you go. There's that.
1: Good on them. It's good when companies do that.
0: Yeah, agreed. I've been dealing with a lot of. Good companies like that I've, I've had some luck with uh dealing with uh fantastic customer service and it's been there and it's kind of hard to say that because a lot of people you know, like if you call some companies they're not even picking up the phone it's the covid 19 thing it's we're too busy obviously gun sales are through the roof you can't even get through to them but there's still some companies out there that you can actually still call get on the phone get a speedy email reply and they do take care of you so there you go
3: yeah i'm in the middle of dealing with one particular company that I've been trying to purchase two things from for about the past six months and it's just an absolute shit show. But there are in fact some companies out there that are still there for you all the time. You know, you may be speaking to your customer service reps sitting on their kitchen table or sitting on their couch, but they're still there for
0: you. Yeah. There we go. We got any live. If not, we can probably end that, uh, wrap this one up. What do we got?
2: I was just, I was just replying to some, some comments, questions on there.
0: Boom. Anything that hasn't been or anything on this Q subject? No, nothing yet. I have some folks saying that they're coming. They're coming for all of them now.
3: Good Greg. Yep. We're good.
0: All right. Let's wind this one down here to shout outs. Uh, actually we did we miss we miss one i think we're good no i think we're good maybe we'll write this one down to shout outs here greg start us off what do you got for shout outs all right for shout outs i
3: have um of course gsl suppressors that one day i'm going to be civilized and get rid of this monstrous muzzle brake here on the uh on the end of the rifle um Right now it's sitting at Crackshot Pond and Firearms in Thompson, Georgia. Shooters and Sharpshooters of Augusta, our local ranges where we go and do all our low development, testing, practice, all that else, all sorts of fun stuff. PDC Custom for the most beautiful rifle chassis in the world. They're available in the beautiful lime green and normal human colors. Um, NDZ Performance, um, they got some really sweet Gucci lock parts. super high quality products been using them for years and years and years even before they started making firearm products um it's just a great product at a great price phone scope shooters world powder um everyone is still complaining about this oh i can't find Varget. i can't find h4350 blah 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 um i've not had a single day that i couldn't get powder within a day um hunter's hd Gold is kind of like HD filters for your eyes. I'm um, blind as a bat. Have always been. So it's a great product for me. Um, Bortech for when you got a super nasty rifle that you can't hit anything with. Um, they got some great products to clean your rifle the totally right way.
0: Boom. There you go. Yeah. And then it's like if you can find powder, you can't find primers. So that's the other. The uh, that, it seems like the primers is like the grail right now, dude. If you're if you're sitting on pallets of primers, you can be you can have a small fortune right there. Uh, or projectiles or whatever. There's always some component that seems to be short in the reloading world when shit like this pops off. Um, Shout outs, Jen, what do you got?
1: Yep, we'll work for primers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shout outs. GSL suppressors for awesome suppressors, um, like the one that I use sometimes for my 6GT or 65 Creedmoor. Uh, Prime ammo for awesome ammo mcmillan stocks for my beautiful gun that i don't have behind me because it's getting worked on um vortec for cleaning the guns hd gold shooters of augusta and sharp shooters of augusta warren scope mounts and bipods
0: some big time sponsor shooters here we have on the show man that's awesome (laughs) i like it uh ben what do you got shout outs man anything on your end
2: yeah just uh you want to you know, big thanks to our, to our customers that keep us real busy and to the folks that tuned in and watch this. Um, that's that's about it.
0: Boom, there you go. Once again, the website, foresight com. You can check that out and all they offer there. If you're in the South Florida area, they're local. They're like right here in uh Davie sunrise area. So you can uh, give them a call and hopefully there's some, you know, you can swing by there, check out some, they have a lot of like, usually you can figure out do you like the, uh, the Aimpoint Acro? Do you like the SRO? Do you like the RMR? There are usually some guns available there yeah, to yeah. all this. Uh,
2: yeah, we got in our, in our storefront. Um, we we are by appointment only. We're not open to the public, but just give us a call. We'll schedule a time that uh, is convenient and, you know, usually spend a good, a good hour with the average client that comes in going over stuff. But we got a bunch of demo guns. They kind of showcase the the scope of what we do. They've all got different optics on them. We got RMRs, you know, Aimpoint, Acros. We even got a, like a T1 on uh, on one of them. But uh, but we also got a little storefront. We got a web store. We stock a we stock a fair amount of of products. You know, good quality stuff: sights, match barrels, optics, parts, accessories, magazines, I mean, guns. I mean, we we stock brand new guns as well. You know, we're we're an FFL and an SOT, so you know you can you can check out our you know like rather than coming into the storefront look you can see what we stock uh, just by going to our website and going on the web store we're adding we've been lately adding a lot more stuff to it just because we stock a lot of product but it's not on the web store so we've been adding it to there so you can get a good idea of what we offer on the custom side by going to the website we got pretty elaborate builders that'll allow you to just kind of play around and spec out dummy projects that you don't have to have to order but it'll give you it'll familiarize you with what's included in the packages, what options are available, the costs. And, uh, you know, you can kind of build, build your gun from the frame up that way.
0: Boom, there we go. Uh, some shout outs on my end here. Uh, if you're watching on the Facebooks right below the video there, you hear a yellow subscribe button every Tuesday, 9 Eastern. We do a new episode of The Shooter's Mindset featuring another great guest or company. Uh, the Shooter's Mindset on Facebook page. Give us a like on Facebook. Give us a like over there. And if you're streaming us on any of the podcast formats, give us a follow or whatever thing you hit to subscribe on the podcast format. Uh, If you want to email me, theshootersmindset at gmail.com is a good way to do that. Um, Rise Armament, man, fantastic friends of mine. AR Triggers there uh, have probably six six ARs decked out with their triggers and parts. Uh, Love them folks over there. And just shout out for, uh, to Jen and Greg, man, for keeping this show really going. All right. If it wasn't for Jen, uh, Jen's been doing this for a long time with me. But if it wasn't for Jen and Greg believing in this shit, this would have been a long gone. Okay. Because I've been burnt out on this show for quite a while. And they keep trucking it along and dragging me back into it. So they're doing an excellent job. I appreciate them a lot. And that'll do it for the 212 episode of the shoot. I'm sorry, 312 of uh, the Shooter's Mindset show. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We'll see you on the next one.